In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. Join me, Dr. Karen Kambule, as we pursue the Word, the Lord Jesus, searching scriptures to find solutions to life's issues. Welcome to Word Anchor Podcast. Download and share with your friends and your family. Stay blessed. Greetings and welcome to another episode of Wet Anchor Podcast. Today's episode is titled, The Church Rising as a United Army. As individuals, we fight different battles. We go through obstacles that block our progress. We fight battles in the physical and spiritual realm. Whilst we fight for ourselves or attempt to do so, there are battles that do not attack us as individuals. Such battles are territorial. It can be an enemy in a region, in a family, even in a church or churches in an area. The individual battles that are probably easy to identify can be dealt with, but the territorial enemy can linger on unnoticed. It can destroy even a region without resistance. Some don't even know the spiritual enemies that rise against them in a specific location. There are areas that are known to be full of people that are drunkards or full of people that commit adultery. There are places that are known as uh, places that are full of thieves and murderers. There are also places that are known to be harboring people that abuse boys and girls. For instance, the Bible tells us of a man or men of a place called Gadarin. We are told that when Jesus Christ approached that place, the man who was filled with those demons, when Jesus asked him what his name was, he answered, Legion, for we are many. A legion is a team of soldiers that are between 4,000 and 6,000. So this man or men had that many demons. They wreaked havoc in that region. They abused people by throwing stones at them. This was not just a madman. He was making life difficult for people around that area. There are other many examples of things that would happen to a group of people instead of an individual. The breakout of sickness, even biblically, would also affect many people. Israel experienced that in the wilderness. God released a plague because of their disobedience. They would all get sick. One time they had an outbreak of snakes, which Moses was told to make a bronze snake in response. And then people would look at it and be healed. And now we are in the middle of a plague, COVID-19. This is an enemy that strikes anywhere and anyone and has killed presidents and kings alike. These are battles that we have to fight as a united force, not as individuals. Unemployment in a specific area, drug addiction in another area, trafficking in another area, those are regional battles. As believers, we come to church to fellowship, to be built up. You might come here with a problem that you think is affecting you only, but it might be affecting many other people right there. This is a place of empowerment where we pick each other up and stand against the enemy. The church is a powerful force when the church is united in the face of the enemy. There are some battles that can only be won by a team, not as individuals. This is where the church will stand up and say enough with this issue. The word church in the Bible is mentioned a few times. It was first spoken by Jesus when he asked the disciples, who do they say that he is? And Peter replied, you are the Christ of God. 
And Jesus responded, Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. And he also further said, And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. Matthew chapter 16 verse 18. The church was established by Jesus, and it's not supposed to be a lame duck and fearful bunch of believers. It is a force to be reckoned with. The church has already been spoken for by Jesus, the founder. He has already proclaimed that the gates of hell cannot prevail against the church. There are some battles that will be solved through the company that you keep. Alone, you may fail fighting some battles. They need a great army. However, sometimes the church will disintegrate. It gets broken, does not work as an army. Sometimes the church moves towards different directions and the enemy laughs at the sight of a disempowered army. A soldier walking alone is exposed to the enemy. A group of soldiers is a powerful force. Even the police call for backup when they find a scene that is too dangerous for a few officers. A house that is divided against itself cannot stand but it will fall. Your solution could be wrapped up around the church standing as a united force and withstanding the enemy, saying not with our children, not with our husbands, not with our wives, not with our businesses, not with our finances, not with our government, not with our church. Turnaround and victory would come when the church moves past the little squabbles and hatred and stand together, saying, this is our brother, come out of him, you evil spirit. The early church did not look down on the poor. They made collections and fed them. They did not sit and gossip about Peter being arrested and having a criminal record. They prayed till he was released. They did not spread the news about the death of Dorcas. They looked for Peter and said, raise her up. Where are the miracles? Where is the power? The church is not united and cannot function as an army. If the members cannot come to the maturity of saying, this might not be my message today, someone else needed to hear it. Do it for them, Lord. Then we cannot see much miracles. If the church cannot accept being inconvenienced a little bit so that someone can be prayed for, then the breakthrough will not happen. How do we turn around situations when we disengage when it's not about us? They are praying for the sick. You take your cell phone and you check messages instead of interceding for the one who is sick. The church of today is like the scene that the prophet Ezekiel was taken to in the book of Ezekiel chapter 37. And it is the story of the valley of the dry bones. Ezekiel chapter 37 verse 1 to 3 says, The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley and it was full of bones. Then he caused me to pass by them all around. And behold, they were very many in the open valley, and indeed they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, O oh Lord God, you know, this was a valley full of bones. They were very many and very dry. Firstly, the bones were scattered in that valley. The church is an exceedingly great army too. An army that Jesus Christ said will stand and prevail against hell, not just demons, not just principalities, not just forces of evil. Hell itself where all evil is. The church has many people, but they are scattered, not in one place, like those bones in that valley. 
they were all scattered. There were many, but they were scattered. The head was somewhere there. The hands were over there. The feet were in another place. Though they were in the same valley, they were scattered. They had disintegrated as individual bones. You could not tell which bone belonged to which head. They were scattered as a whole. They were a great army, but not united, not together. The church is scattered today as individual members, as churches, as denominations. We come together in church, but we are scattered. We are in the same valley, but we are scattered. Each one is looking after themselves for their own individual issues. Whilst the Bible says one can chase a thousand, two can chase ten thousand, when we are gathered and ten thousand demons are harassing one of our own, one person tries to cast them out, the rest sit and look. Only a thousand come out. And the person goes back home with 9,000 still lingering on. One is sick and afflicted and harassed by a demon of sickness. One says, let us pray. Another one says, it is late. Another one says, they are in that condition because of their own behavior. The sick person goes home the same way they came. We may be gathered here as 1,000 people. And one can cast out 1,000. And two can cast out 10,000. How many demons can we all cast out? If at least 200 people out of a 1,000 cast them out. A lot of people go back with legions of demons afflicting them because the church is not united. A church that remains fighting for little things. This one has money problems because she likes things. This one is rich. Why does he want us to pray for him when he's sick? He must go to hospital and pay doctors. We can't pray for this one's marriage because the husband was doing this and that. The church is a great army but not united. The church is a great house that is divided against itself and cannot stand but will fall in that valley and remain there, dead, dry, without life. Secondly, the bones were dead and dry. The bones were there, of course, a multitude, dead for a long time, dry bones, very dry. You could try and put them together, do some tests and separate them, identify them. They would still be dry, no life in them. They could do nothing. An exceedingly great army that was dry, incapable of doing a single thing. That is like a church full of people that can do nothing. They can gather, of course, in the valley, but they are not alive. They cannot build anything. They cannot demolish anything. They cannot fight any battle because they are dead. Very, very dry. A church that has no spirit in it can do nothing. People can gather, but nothing much will come out of it. We will come to church and go back and do nothing still. We will go into church with the sick and come out with the sick because it is a church. It is an army, but it is a valley of dry bones. It is a valley that is full of bones that have no spirit and life in it. A dry church cannot withstand the gates of hell. A great army is not known for its numbers, but for its result. How many battles has the army won? If things are going to change, to turn around, we need a living army. A great army fires missiles in the camp of the enemy. A great army will fight the enemy, not each other. Not the things that we see today in church. Oh, children of God, we need a church that will stand against the walls of the enemy, not against each other. We need a church that will rise up and live. And that church will stand against the gates of hell and prevail against it. Now, Hezekiel was then told to prophesy life unto these bones. 
He was told to tell the bones to leave. Tell the bones to leave. The creator of the bones says, tell the bones to leave. Ezekiel chapter 37 verse 4 to 8 says, Again he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Surely I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin and put breath in you, and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied and as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise and suddenly a rattling. And the bones came together, bone to bone. Indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them over, but there was no breath in them. Bone on top of another bone. There was a sound, a rattling. There was a noise. The bones came together in order. The head on top, the feet at the bottom, the hips in the middle. The foot did not start fighting to become the head. Each bone took up its position in its right place so that the whole being will stand and take shape. The man will stand on his feet, hold a spear and javelin in his hand. The eyes will show where the enemy is. Each soldier with eyes can see where the enemy is. Each soldier with their own spear will thrust it on the enemy. Each soldier with their shield will raise it up and take cover. If the eye were to start fighting to become the foot, then the soldier cannot function, the whole army cannot function. Each component should function in its proper place, bone for bone, soldier in his position. You see, child of God, the prophet prophesied. The bones came together, bone for bone came together. They took shape. You, now you could see that this is a soldier. Bone for bone in the church. Now you can see that this one is an usher. This brother is a pastor and this sister is a prophet and that one is a deacon and this other one is an elder and this one is a member and this one is a kingdom financier and the other one is a cleaner in the church and this one is an intercessor each one bone upon bone in its position not fighting for positions but united one interceding one prophesying one taking care of the sick one taking care of the hungry and the poor, one providing financing, a valley full of bones that had come alive. The valley of the dry bones had been given life. Each one had taken shape and position. Prophesy, son of man, speak to the church. Tell the church, dry bones, leave. Tell the church, prophets, get up and leave. Tell the church, deacons, leave, come alive. Prophets, speak to the church. Tell them, cleaner, take your position and clean the house of God. Take your position and intercede. Take your position as a child of God in the church. Then the army will rise as one force with one vision, marching forward against the enemy. Now, the bones had flesh. They had sinews and everything else. They were ready, but... They were not alive. Then the Lord spoke to the prophet and said, Prophesy again. That when the army had come alive, each one with flesh stood up but could do nothing because there was no life in them. There was no breath in them. If the enemy came and attacked them, they would die again. Prophesy, son of man, and speak to this lane. It is written again in Ezekiel chapter 37 verse 9 to 10. 
And also he said to me, Prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on this lane, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath came into them, and they lived, and stood upon their feet an exceedingly great army. Breath, come on this lane, they must live. The church must live. The flesh is in them, but they are not alive. Speak, prophesy, tell the breath to come. This that was slain, this that now have flesh, this one that has now been positioned, they must come alive. They come to church, but there is no power. The spirit is not in them. They are gathered in that valley, but they are not alive. Speak to them. Command the breath come upon them so that they shall live. The Bible says you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Oh, come upon us, Holy Spirit. We want to live. In conclusion, it is written in verses 11 to 14 of Ezekiel chapter 37. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They indeed say, Our bones are dry, our hope is lost, and we ourselves are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up from your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. Then you shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up from your graves. I will put my spirit in you and you shall live, and I will place you in your own land. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, says the Lord. This is the church of God. This is the congregation of God. This is the church established by God himself, the congregation of believers. Their hope is lost. They are cut off. They are helpless. They are sick. They are poor. Their marriages are falling apart. Their children are troubled. Their neighborhood is troubled. It is a church without life, a church without spirit. This is a church that is defeated by sicknesses and diseases. This is the church that is defeated by poverty and has no hope. This is the church that is harassed by the devil and no one is able to withstand the devil. This is the church that, though alive, does not function as a unit therefore cannot conquer the enemy. This congregation must rise and live. This army must live. We are going to get up as a united church, each one praying for one another. A soldier that has fallen is taken care of by other soldiers. We are going to have to call on the Lord. We are going to have to tell the enemy to get out of here. We are going to tell the enemy to leave God's people. Someone has to speak to these bones. The church must leave. The bones must leave. We want to see victories, Lord. We want to be healed, Lord. We want to heal others, Lord. We want great victories. Speak, son of man. Speak to the dead church. Speak. Tell the church to leave. Tell this army to leave. Command flesh upon the dry bones. Command the wind upon the bodies. And when they were gathered in the upper room, sound as of a rushing wind, tongues as of fire rested upon each and every one of them. The church was born that day. The spirit of the Lord God rested upon each and every one of them. And when Peter got up and began to speak, 3,000 men were convicted and they asked, What shall we do, brethren? And he told them, 
repent and be baptized every one of you. He had been touched by fire. He had received the breath of life. He had received the spirit of God. He was alive. The same Peter that had denied Jesus Christ just a few days earlier was now bold enough to get up and tell these people, you killed him. And they were convicted. The church has to leave. The church has to come alive. The forces of the enemy, the gates of hell are standing against the church. And Jesus Christ has already spoken. He did not establish a fearful church. He established an army. He established a powerful force that must stand at the gate of hell and say, no, you cannot take this one. No, my child is not going in there. You are not taking my husband. You cannot have my brother. You are not taking my sister. You are not taking me. This is the church that must stand at the gate. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12. How do we wrestle when the bones are dry and dead? How do we wrestle when there is no breath in us? The soldiers, the army of God, must get up, receive the power, go and fight, wrestle against the principalities and against the powers wrestle against the rulers. The darkness has to find light. Light has to shine in the darkness, even if darkness does not comprehend it, but it has no choice. Darkness cannot be able to stand against the light. It doesn't matter how long the darkness has been. When light comes, when you switch on the light, darkness has to go. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God. For pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. The church of God has to go to war. The church of God needs the breath so that the church of God can get up with power and stand against the enemy. The church of God has to bring down those arguments. The church of God has to tell the enemy to get off, to go and never come back. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. Acts chapter 4 verse 31. We need a church that when the church is assembled and together and filled with the Holy Spirit, the place must shake. The place must shake. It is written about the disciples that they that turned the world upside down, that side, they have come here. We need the church that will turn the world upside down. And it will only happen when the church lives again, when the church has breath, when the wind comes upon the church. We need to cry out to the Lord, raise up the church, Lord. Fill us again, Holy Spirit. We want the touch of fire. We want to be filled. We want to come alive. We want to stand against the enemy. We need the power of God in us. Oh, come, Holy Spirit, come. Come upon us and fill us, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Shalom. 
Thank you for listening to the Word Anchor Podcast. To get copies of my books, The Bride of Jesus, Dear Girl Child, Confessions of a Parent, Victorious Youth, and From the Pit to the Palace, go to Amazon.com. You can buy a hard copy or a Kindle edition. Remember to check out the show notes. Connect with me on social media platforms. Give feedback and continue to spread the word. Tune in for the next episode and make the word of God your anchor.